Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so excited to have KJ on the show today. Welcome, KJ. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for taking the time. What is your question for me today? So I kind of have a myriad of three questions. Okay. Um, The first one is, so a little bit of background. My husband and I have recently decided to kind of end a relationship and stop seeing certain members of his family um, Mm. because of some really toxic behaviors. Um, stuff that has included lying, manipulating, religious shaming, excessive blaming, things like that. Mm. Um, and so my first question is what can I do to stop worrying about their reaction to mine and my husband's decision to stop seeing them? Okay. So do you know what their reaction is? Yeah, they're very angry about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, very angry and hurt and, um, have also kind of pushed back in setting their own boundaries of not allowing the family to tell us anything about their life updates and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So what's your biggest worry about them and their response? Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely the kind of person who I I think I would consider myself a people pleaser. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to make people happy and I don't want people to be mad at me. I don't want to be seen as a mean person. And so setting boundaries has been really difficult for me in my life. Yeah. (laughs) And so people, yeah. So people's reaction to me saying no, and people's reaction to me saying, you know, this isn't going to work for me, um, has always given me a lot of anxiety. So I'm, I'm always very worried about kind of the long-term consequences of what does this look like, even though this is healthy for me and my mental health right now, Mm -hmm. um, in the long-term being worried about, you know, could there ever be a relationship in the future? And is this going to change how the entire family interacts with me? Mm. Yes, it will. It will change how the family interacts with you. And, but that's what you wanted. Yes. Yes. You wanted that change, right? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like KJ, this is going to be an exercise in all the things that you fear and how to tolerate that. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, all of your fears, people being mad at you, is it going to impact relationships? That's all going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you chose it. Yes. Right? Yes. So you, yeah. you can own that. When you start thinking and ruminating about what they're thinking, I want you to tell yourself, okay, stop. It's none of my business what they're thinking. Yeah. Okay, just stop your mind and don't continue down that path Mm -hmm. because you're not going to know exactly what they're thinking or how they're feeling unless they tell you, which you're not talking to them. So they're not going to tell you. Yeah. And it's hard to have people be mad at you. It's really hard. Yeah. And so this, you don't have to like it. You'll never like it, but this is a chance to practice tolerating other people's anger and discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that resonates because, um, 
I think I've had a harder time with this situation because I'm having to learn how to tolerate people's anger when they're the ones that have been hurting me. And so that's, that's a super difficult thing to maneuver because it's obviously a good skill to have is learning how to tolerate other people's emotions and reactions to your life. But it's been especially difficult when these family members have been super hurtful to me and I, and I'm having to be the one to learn how to tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with your emotions about being so hurt? Um, so I'm in therapy for it. <laughs> good. Yay. Yay. Good for you. Yeah. So I've, I've been seeing a therapist for a while and I thankfully have a very supportive husband who's been extremely supportive and, and very, um, he kind of has been almost the instigator in all of this too, of just like, you know what, we need a break. And even though it's his family, we're going through different emotions, obviously, but yeah, I've thankfully have a very good support system in place for all of this. Wonderful. That's, that's all you can hope for, right? Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so another, another question I had connected with it is, um, kind of along the same lines, but learning to be more comfortable with not fitting in with my in-laws and, and kind of, kind of coming to the reality that I will never fit in and I'll never be the perfect daughter-in-law or Mm sister-in-law that they wanted me to be. Um, and with that learning how to, learning how to deal with, the effects of constantly being the target of untreated emotions. Mm. Mm. That's a lot. Okay. So I want you to consider that in order to be the daughter-in-law, sister-in-law that they want, you would have to abandon yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a good thing that you don't fit in. It's actually healthy that you don't fit in. Because that means you're being true to you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's something that's really important to me too, that I don't give up who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're doing that. And so the consequence of that is you don't fit in. But with really unhealthy people, you don't want to fit in because that means you'd have to be unhealthy. Right, yeah. (laughs) So good job. That's a victory (laughs) that you don't fit in. So there's a reframe for you, like a way to think about it differently. I don't want to fit in with unhealthy, mean people. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way for me to, to kind of think about that as I'm experiencing lots of different emotions. (laughs) Yeah. And then also boundaries with what you take in regarding their anger toward you and your husband. So you don't have to have conversations with them. If you don't want to, you don't have to respond to texts or accept texts or emails. Are you setting those boundaries strongly? Yes. Yeah. So we used to, before kind of a big blow up happened, we used to have a group family text and everything and we'd communicate often. And now I'm, I'm very cautiously going back into a relationship with some people. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the ways I have set boundaries is having my husband respond to group texts and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to start conversations. I'm not going to respond. You know, if, if I have a question or if they have something specifically to ask me about anything other than this situation, then I'll communicate. But other than that, it's, it's been very minimal. (laughs) Mm, Good, good. That's wonderful. Good boundaries. So what else? There's one more. There's something else, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one of the things that's been hard to deal with is that, um, so as I've been following you on social media and things, I've, I've really appreciated what you've said about the difference between um, beliefs and values. 
Mm. Um, and one thing I realized through this, you know, changing relationship process is that myself and the people that I'm choosing not to speak to, we actually don't have the same values. Um, mm. and two, two of my most important values for me in my life is honesty and personal responsibility. Mm. Um, and those are two things that those other people very clearly do not value. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really difficult for me. Um, and so with, in connection with that, how can I replace negative or angry thoughts that I'm having about these people as I'm processing the experience and the emotion so that they don't take up any more space than they need to. Mm, Okay. So what is underneath the anger? A lot of hurt. Okay. (laughs) So when you get angry, so anger is often a secondary emotion to cover up a vulnerable emotion. So the hurt is the primary emotion. Yeah. You'll get a lot farther if you get in touch and process that primary emotion of hurt. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, I'm so mad, that takes a lot of energy. But to acknowledge, you know, I've been really hurt. This is painful. Yeah. I need to grieve the loss of this relationship. That's Mm going to be more productive and help you move through it. Right. Than staying stuck in anger. Anger feels more powerful. Right. You know, but it, it actually will drain you a lot quicker and you'll stay stuck. So going to the hurt, expressing that, um, writing a letter to them that you never send about that hurt, Mm -hmm. uh, journaling about the hurt. So finding a path through the hurt instead of staying stuck with the anger. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think, uh, I don't think I realized how, how much hurt was underneath all of that anger. A lot. Um, because a lot of the things that have happened have been things that I think any normal person would respond with anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would it would just kind of like shoot up to the surface. And actually, um, something that you posted on Instagram, I think it was yesterday, fit right in line with what I'm experiencing was one of their favorite things to do is to use Elder Bednar's talk about being offended against other people, me in particular. Mm. Um, about how, you know, if you're mad at me, then you're choosing to be offended. But if I'm mad at you, then you need to apologize. Right. And I'm not being offensive. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I mean, even, I mean, that is infuriating in and of itself, but even Mm -hmm. down to um, I've struggled with mental health over the past year and I disclosed to these family members that I was feeling suicidal. Um, Mm. And one of the things that their immediate response was, well, you're just not being strong enough. Mm. Um, and so there's, there's, there's very, very, very deep cutting levels of hurt that Mm -hmm. anger was the first emotion that came out, but then realizing later that, wow, that just, that just cut really deep and, Mm -hmm. and the anger was, was a normal response, but it was also, it wasn't the only thing going on. Right. Right. And I hope you're doing better and sounds like you're getting help and support. Yes. I think therapy has been super, super beneficial. Um, and again, I have, I have a lot of other great support people. And I think that's been, that's been something that I've realized through all of this is that my, my relationship with my family members has always been something that I feel very close and connected to, mm-hmm. um, to the point where I've struggled to want to make any new friends. Cause I'm like, well, I have family here and I can just yeah. hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so losing that relationship has been really, really difficult, but at the same time, losing it has also made me realize that I had more friends than I realized that were 
really close to me and I had more connective relationships than I realized Mm. that I could rely on in those moments. Mm, Beautiful. What a, what a nice realization. Like I have more support than I actually could take in or see or acknowledge. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I want to just say and validate how painful it is to disclose that you were feeling suicidal and have them judge you instead of embrace you. I mean, that's really painful. Yeah. And you were really vulnerable to even share that. And so I'm just, I'm sorry that they can't hold that and they can't support you in the way that you need. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to encourage you to think about them. It's easy to think about people who hurt us as kind of bad, but I want you to think of them as wounded. They are severely wounded in order to mistreat you the way that they have. Yeah. And over time, you can develop some empathy instead of anger for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're they're hurting or they wouldn't be acting this way. Mm-hmm. They've been wounded sometime in their life that's created this lack of empathy for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that obviously I I don't know fully because I'm not them, but being in the family and obviously it being my husband's family. I've been able to see where that hurt comes from. Mm. And I've been able to, I've been able to kind of pinpoint a little bit and and recognize like, wow, you know, I know some experiences that have happened in their life that really could be the cause of these emotions just flooding out at these times. Um, And that, that's been, that's been good for me to be able to have empathy and for me to be able to have compassion. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also been really good for me to recognize that, uh, one of the things that my therapist talks to me about is how, you know, if you walk into a room and someone hits you every time you walk in, you know, you can recognize, you know, why they're hitting you. You can recognize where they learned that behavior, but you don't have to keep walking back in the room. Exactly. I, I, when she said that to me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's been really good too, that I've been able to find a little bit of compassion and, you know, I'm slowly inching my way there. Yeah. But also realize that compassion simply means understanding. It doesn't mean tolerating bad behavior. Bad behavior. Exactly. And also forgiveness doesn't mean continuing a relationship. Right. Letting go of that, you know, hurt doesn't mean you ever have to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> it just It's a gift that you give to you. Yes. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Well, it sounds like you're doing some really good work, KJ. And and really um, getting to the core of things for yourself so you can heal. And I just want to acknowledge that and say, way to go, way to go getting into therapy and reaching out to other support systems. Um, That's really inspiring. Thank you so much. And it's been, it's been so good to talk to you. I I absolutely love learning from you. And I feel like, I feel like you're just so articulate and a lot of the things that you talk about have been things that I've super struggled with in my life, or mm. I know people really close to me who have struggled with. And so I, I was so excited to get on with you and talk with you because I'm like, even though I'm in therapy, like she's a therapist <laughs> too, and she could totally help with this. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, I'm really delighted to have you. And I can just tell what a loving, compassionate person you are. And I want you to know that I see that. Thank you. And and I see 
in your eyes. Now our listeners won't be able to see your eyes, but I can. (laughs) And I can tell that the hurt has been deep and that you're taking that hurt and making something beautiful from it in in your own life. So way to go. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Way to go. I wish you all the best. Thank you. (laughs) On this lovely journey of boundaries and, you know, letting go and finding the support that you need. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.